Listener Production. Hi, I'm Nat Kringudis. And I'm Cecilia Ramsdale. Welcome to The Wellness Collective, a podcast where we invite you to be part of our wellness community to share, learn and live better. again on the Wellness Collective. Today we're speaking to actually third time on the podcast, Melissa Ambrosini, all about comparisonitis. We talk about healthy comparison versus toxic comparison, how comparisonitis can block us from stepping into our greatness, symptoms of comparisonitis, and some practical tips that you can start right now to help. Go ahead and enjoy this next episode. So here's a question. Mm. Did you have a nice weekend? Yes. I was in a conference all weekend. Did you have a nice weekend? No, I've been up since 3am every morning for the conference, which is fine. No, it was fine. (laughs) (laughs) Why didn't you just say, can I just have a little grumble? No, that's that's not why I'm telling you this. Oh, okay. Okay, right. So I'm in this conference with all these amazing people and Mm. all my my people in Mm. the US, which I haven't got to squeeze for a long time. So, you know, that's why it's 3am. Actually started at 1, but I decided to opt in at 3 because 1 was just not going to work. No. Anywho's, so, you know, there's all these amazing people and they're doing all these amazing things and Mm. then I start to, you know, it's... 3am and I start to go, oh, what have I done that's amazing? What do you mean? <laughs> Don't compare yourself to them. So then I start comparing myself to oh, all these people doing all these dumb. amazing things, which, by the way, I've probably done them as, as well. And yeah. then, I, then I see the like the new up-and-comers and all the questions that they're asking and then <laughs> I start to feel a bit better about it and then I'm like, why do I let myself do that? Mm. But also, it's always worse at 2am, I've decided. Mm, like. Yeah. Comparisonitis, we decided, is a thing, and we're here to talk about that oh, today. Okay, yes, good. But this is why I'm bringing this up, mm. is because I know at six o'clock in the morning when I wake up, I know logically that's ridiculous, mm. mostly and mostly. But every now and again, it creeps in, right? You know what, though? I think if you walk around thinking you're the best at whatever you do, then you don't progress, right? So you have to have a little bit of comparisonitis to keep you on your toes. I guess Because so. if you get complacent, then you end up being the guy at the bottom of the heap, just going, hey, ask me the questions, but you don't know the answers because <laughs> you're like a dinosaur. <laughs> well, so I think there's a healthy part of it, and I think our guest today is going to help us out with that. Am I right? <laughs> Mel Ambrosini, thanks for joining us again. For those that haven't been across your work. This is actually a third time on the podcast, so we clearly love you. But do you want to introduce yourself? Yes. Thank you, ladies, for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And yes, this is my third time on the show, which is amazing. And Nat and I have been friends for a very, very long time, probably going on to like 10 years now. And I write books. I write personal development, self-help, spiritual books. I have a podcast. I do lots of motivational speaking and everything I do is to help people unlock their full potential and live their dream life. And it's the best fun ever. (laughs) It is fun. I have to say, when you find that thing that you love to do, this is what I often say to people that are looking at, what do I do with my life? Mm. It's like, what do you find that is fun? You know what though? Can I just say, it's interesting because I did a little Insta about this today because yesterday I had one of those days where I was like, the world is pissing me off today. I was just, (laughs) it was PMS as well. But I was like, you know, I saw a mask on the ground and trodden on. I was like, people are so thoughtless. I've just had enough. I can't be bothered with the hustle of work. I'm just, everything was just annoying me, right? And I thought, I just need to go home and just like cocoon myself. 
And then today I woke up and I thought, gee, I'm lucky. Today I get to go and make radio. Then I get to make podcasts. Then I get to do some voiceovers. Then, And I'm like, really? I get to do the thing that is my dream thing. But yesterday, nah, no, wasn't, wasn't good wasn't, at all. Wasn't bringing it. Well, Mel has a new book out and it's all about comparisonitis. So we're here to talk mm-hmm. about that today. But for those that maybe don't know what that is, or maybe they do. Give us your definition. What is it, Mel? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I love that you guys were speaking about healthy comparison, which we'll dive into. But basically, comparisonitis is unhealthy, toxic comparison. And it is rife now more than ever. It is really hurting a lot of us. And we can see that through the rise of depression, the rise of anxiety, the rise of panic attacks, and the rise of suicide. Mm. And you know, these can all be linked to this unhealthy, toxic comparison. And like you said, there is a healthy comparison, which I talk about in the book, and you can use that comparison to propel you and use, inspire you and motivate Mm. you into doing great things, which I chat about in the book, but a majority of us aren't doing that. We are comparing ourselves in a very toxic, unhealthy way, which is leading to anxiety, depression, you know, maybe even suicidal thoughts and panic attacks. So this is why we need to talk about it. This is why this book is so perfect for right now. And we need to address it now and heal it within ourselves now because our children are coming up. You know, they're growing up with mobile phones glued to their hands from a very, very, very young age. And Social media is one of the biggest areas where we tend to compare. Yes, we compare with our friends or to celebrities in movies and magazines and all of these other areas as well. But the most common place that we tend to compare now is through social media. So we need to look at it and we need to address it so that we can heal it within ourselves and then also help the younger generations. Mm, You have to catch yourself, don't you? Oh, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, definitely. And I I mean, that was my question. Is it social media that is kind of... What's the word? The main um, Igniting this within <laughs> well, us more than just ever. It's there and can, all the time, isn't it? it Even is. like, oh, look, Betty's gone on a trip to Noosa. Oh, I really want to go to Noosa. Yeah. How come she can afford it? I can't afford to go. It's not fair, blah, 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 blah. It is. That's really true, actually, I think. And this whole conversation for our children as well definitely is so important because <laughs> this is normal for them, whereas we have a – we can remember a time where – we didn't have social media. Yeah, but you know what? Comparison's still a thing. Like even if you think about if you're a young parent, how difficult it is when you go to your first mother's group, right? And you're sitting there and everybody's comparing what's going on with their situation to everyone else's situation. Mm-hmm. My baby doesn't sleep as much as that baby. She's got the perfect baby. It's feeding my baby. So all that, like it's a human nature, but definitely social media and that ability for people to just put this polished version of what's happening in their life out there, mm. that's got to be one of the mm. biggest catalysts for this. Yeah, it's it's highlighted it. It is mm. exacerbated. And when I surveyed and doing my research for the book, there was a couple of common areas where it was the most prominent and parenting was one of them. Parenting comparison was definitely one of them. Body comparison is another one Mm -hmm. and relationship comparison. I'm single. Why can't I meet a guy? You know, they always go on dates, you know, whatever it is. They're like the common areas, but we do need to look at it and we need to open this dialogue around it so that we can heal it. 
Very often we have a story to tell when we find as authors an area that needs to be discussed. Is there a story behind this for you, Mel, is my question. (laughs) Because, you know, again, people probably comparing themselves to you every day as well. You are out there showing your life to people on Instagram. How did the book come around to be? Yes. Okay. So... Basically, it all started with me sitting on the toilet. <laughs> as, as all good ideas do, <laughs> let's face it. Yes. Is it because you were constipated and comparing no. yourself to someone who wasn't? <laughs> someone just said they had a really good poo oh. and I'm not having one. It's not fair. No, I was sitting on Instagram scrolling oh, on the toilet. Here's your first problem. Don't take yes, your Instagram to the toilet. I know. And look, we all have done it and it's <laughs> we're all guilty of it. And I, in the book, I do not recommend this. Do not do this. But at this time I was doing it. I was sitting on the toilet, scrolling Instagram, and I was comparing myself to this best-selling, New York Times best-selling author who had just hit the New York Times list again for what felt like the 100 time and I'm comparing myself, why aren't my books New York Times bestsellers? And yes, they're bestsellers, but why aren't they New York Times bestsellers? And <laughs> mine, will, mine will never be New York Times bestsellers. And why can't I write books as good as that? And, you know, spiraling down into this very unhealthy, toxic comparisonitis hole. That's what I was doing. Then once I, you know, got up and I came upstairs to my office I sat down at my computer and I opened my emails and there was an email from a girl called Kathy who was sharing with me just how much my work has inspired her. She was saying, Melissa, your books have changed my life, your podcast. I listen to every week, every new episode. I do your meditations every day. I've been to a couple of your live events. You've changed my life. You've inspired me so much that I want to write my own book And do you have any words of wisdom for a first-time author? I can't stop comparing myself to you. Mm -hmm. And I just had this light bulb moment where I'm like, at that exact moment, I'm sitting on the toilet comparing myself to this New York Times bestseller and here's Kathy comparing herself to me and that New York Times bestseller is probably comparing herself to someone else as well. And I just had this visual of this vicious cycle that Mm. we're all comparing ourselves to everyone else and it's not healthy and it blocks us from stepping into our true power and doing what we're meant to do. It holds us back and it's not good for us. And then, yeah, it leads to things like anxiety and depression and panic attacks and God forbid, you know, suicidal thoughts. But even it stops us from doing things too. Like yeah, even if it's, even not, if it's not, not that, that far extreme, down, yeah. I think it still stops us I'm not from good enough. doing the next thing. Yeah. Like, yep. And I think that's the other thing that that's all we actually really need to know is what we're doing next. Like what's the next thing? Mm. Not like the grand scheme of it, but it, it, sometimes it's breaking it down, isn't it? do we identify if we are operating from a place of comparisonitis? Like, yeah. are there can some key signs? Yeah, there's, I call them in the book, there's 10 symptoms right. of comparisonitis. And we don't have to go through all of them. I'll, I'll just go through a couple of symptoms that might give you a little bit of an indicator that hmm, maybe you are 
suffering from comparisonitis right now. And there's no shame in this, by the way. Like there's no shame. Like with all personal development, health and wellness, awareness is key because once you're aware that you're doing something that isn't serving you, you then can make the choice to mm. change it. Yep. You mm. know, it's, it's your, it's Acknowledge your it first, right? Exactly. And so, you know, one of the main symptoms is linking your self-worth to things outside of you. So uh, I'll be happy when I have that car. I'll be happy when I have that boyfriend. I'll be happy when I have that child. I'll be happy when I've lost that weight. That is a good indicator. If you have those sorts of internal inner critic thoughts going on in your head where you're linking your self-worth to things outside of you, that is an indicator that you may be comparing yourself to other people. Also, another big one for a lot of people is that feeling behind. You know, oh, everyone's getting married. Everyone's having kids. Oh, everyone's already bought their house. Everyone's doing this and doing that. You know, that's another indicator that you could be suffering from comparisonitis. Can I just stop you there for a second? Because I've just realized something about the way I think about things. I've always taken that as if I see someone that's doing something that I think I could or should be doing, I use it as inspiration. <laughs> like I remember yeah. I years ago lived with a guy who had bought the house that we lived in and I thought, boy, if he can buy a house, I should be able to buy a house. So I then set myself a goal of saving a deposit to buy a house. So the comparison wasn't, oh, how did he do it? I'm never going to do it. I was like, right, okay, you're inspiring me to do it. So that's amazing. And that's where we want to get to. We want to use it to propel us into inspired action yeah. instead of push us back and block us from taking steps forward. And in that instance, that's exactly what you did. And there's been times for me where I've definitely used it as inspiration. Like even starting my podcast, I thought I would see other people start podcasts and I was like, well, if they can do a podcast, I, I can do a podcast. If Absolutely. they can write books, I can write books, you know. The thing that happens with that though is that just because someone's doing something that you would like to be doing, it doesn't mean that you can't still do it. Oh, no, exactly. of course not. But a lot of people think that's the thing, right? I say to expecting mothers that are scared about birth, and Mel is 37 weeks pregnant as we record oh, this, wow. so that's very exciting. But I always say to them, <laughs> think of the person that you know that has given birth, <laughs> this is mean actually, that is most unlikely to be able, and if they can do it, babe, you can do yeah. it. Like, we've been doing this forever. Yeah. But isn't that awful that I have to get patients to compare to someone that they think can't no, do, do it? you know? But I feel like it gives them this motivation to go, well, if they can do it, I can definitely Definitely do it. Totally. It's like I remember getting my license and I, and I remember knowing someone that I didn't think was very bright who had their license and I thought, well, if they can get their license, I think I can. <laughs> so <laughs> totally. it works. It's so, <laughs> so true though. So I think the first step is obviously to recognise that we are operating sometimes from a place and just even because you now learn this and even Mel, you've written this amazing book, Amazing Resource, but let's be honest, we still all end up back there again. And it's not that you're not going to do that again. I always say to patients, and, and I'm assuming that this is the same thing. Mm. First of all, we have to recognise when we're in that headspace of comparisonitis. Then we, I'm guessing we need to actually be able to reach for something better. And what would be one of those first steps? Is the first step recognising what do we do next? Yes. Yeah, definitely. I've got like a little four-step technique that I call the ACEs technique. And it's about 
helping you feel ACE again. So ACE is, um, is an acronym and I'll talk you through the four steps. I love things like this because they really help well, me. Because they're practical and you can, yeah. use, you can walk away from a podcast and go, I've got something that I can do, not just... I mean, of course, people want to go and get your book, but not just go and buy my book. It's like, well, actually, I can start now. Homework. Yes. Mm. Exactly. Exactly. And this is what I do when comparison comes up. And, you know, like with all of my books that I've written, each one, every time, you know, with Mastering Your Mean Girl, I was really battling with Mastering My Own Mean Girl. And then with Open Wide, which is about relationships, I was really struggling in my own relationship. And so each kind of book that I've written, the it's forced me to implement what I've learned, what I'm writing about and really embody it. And yeah, I've been able to become so aware of comparisonitis now. And and if it does pop up, I've got this technique and there's so many little tips and tricks throughout the book, but I'll just share this one with you so that you you guys have something to walk away with. So the ACEs technique, the first letter A stands for awareness. We need to become aware of the fact that we're comparing. What are we comparing about? Is it that person got their license or is it that person Mm -hmm. bought a house? Is it that person fell pregnant first go and you've been trying for four years? Is it that you're still single? So become aware of what you're actually comparing and who like, and and maybe what are the triggers? You know, what are your triggers? Is it when you go on social media and you see your cousin is having her third baby and you're still trying to have your first, you know, what is it? So awareness is key because once we've shone light on something, we can then see and we can make changes. But if you're kind of just floundering around and you don't know why you feel so crappy, Mm. then we don't have anywhere to go. So we have to become aware. So that's the first step. The second letter C stands for choose a different path. So instead of going down that comparisonitis path that maybe you would tend to go down normally, how do you want to feel? Like, do you want to spiral into that toxic comparison or do you want to use it as inspiration and motivation and also a mirror? Because what you see in others, you have within yourself and maybe it's triggering you because you're denying it within yourself. So what you saw in your friend, like, well, if he can buy a house, then so can I. I just need to save the money and put the action steps in place and make it happen. So how do you want to feel instead? Because I know no one likes feeling, you know, down and and feeling that toxic comparison. Yeah. Yeah. No one wants to feel that. So that's the second step. Choose a different path. And then the third step, E, stands for eliminate the trigger. So this isn't about spiritual bypassing or anything like that. This is about... It's about blocking that person that's annoying you. <laughs> well, it's, about, it's like, well, what, what triggers you? Is it social media? Is it a particular person? And we want to remove the trigger so that we can heal. You know, it's, it's like you, if you keep scratching an open wound, like it's going to just keep bleeding and bleeding and bleeding. you got to let it heal, right? So we want to eliminate that trigger. If you can't eliminate it, you could exit the situation. So say you're sitting around a table and all of your friends are talking about their latest dates on Tinder and you've just been dumped and you're feeling really triggered and really comparing yourself and really emotional. You're allowed to get up and just go get some fresh air, like go and exit the situation. Or if you can't do that, you could just exhale. And I share this story in the book about my journey to falling pregnant, which took 
18 months. And when my best friend told me she was pregnant and we'd planned to kind of get pregnant at the same time, (laughs) and she told me and I just wanted to cry. Like I was happy for her, but I also was so sad that I still hadn't got to that place. And in that moment, I didn't want to, I couldn't just eliminate the trigger or exit the situation. So I just exhaled Mm. and I came back to the present moment and I came back to looking into her eyes and congratulating her. So, you know, you can either eliminate the trigger, exit the situation or exhale. And then the third, uh, the fourth step, sorry, S stands for shifting your state. So we want to do whatever we have to do to move that energy out of our body. So Tony Robbins calls it changing your state. He he does power moves. He does dancing. You can (laughs) shake it out. You can jump up and down. You can do whatever you want to do, star jumps. But what we want to do is just remove that energy, like lift that energy, that stagnant energy out of our body. And that four-step process really does help you come back to feeling your true self again, feeling ace again, and coming back to your heart. Mm, I love it. Practical tips. And I think things that are actually at least start with the awareness and then, you know, that's just where you need to start. Sometimes we can look at this and go, oh my gosh, that's a lot. I've got to try and work all that out. (laughs) Just start with one. And then the next time you're you're back there again, then you add the next layer on and it can just be something that evolves. But I think awareness is something that is we're not taught it enough. We're not actually taught how to be aware of our behaviours or our thoughts or our feelings. We're very good at sort of living on the surface, even though it's actually within us. So I absolutely love these tips. I think they're awesome and that they're practical things that we can start to do immediately. Mel, your book is out when? I know people can actually pre-order. It depends on when yes. you're listening to this, but it is out what date? April 21. So yeah, whenever, wherever you are listening to this, yeah. um, you can either get it, just head to melissaambrosini.com forward slash comparisonitis or comparisonitis.com Ooh. and it is sold everywhere. <laughs> Brilliant. Love it. Uh, it's endless. We could keep talking about yeah, this no. for ages. I know, I know, I know. No. You know. <laughs> She's got to go have a baby. We better let her go and do that. <laughs> yes, she does. Got a baby definitely. and a book coming out the same week. Yeah, I know, right? It's very uh, well timed. <laughs> Mel, thanks so much for joining us. It's been so great to chat with you. Thank you for having me, ladies. Pleasure. Shame we couldn't hold on to her for a bit longer. I know. but Time that's okay. is of the essence, isn't it? But, uh, well, the book's coming out, so we've always got that. And in the meanwhile, you can practice your ACEs technique. Absolutely. Hey, I wanted to talk about something just during that, but we didn't get a chance with Melissa. Mm-hmm. But the idea of porn. Yes. Well, I researched this when um, I was book. putting out Beautiful You mm. and a lot of young kids definitely are ending up because of just searching, the nature of searching anything on the internet. Yep. And how there's definitely comparison to their first sexual encounter. Absolutely. That's what Mm. I was going to say. And the interesting thing about the discussion of consent teaching and how porn is one of the biggest issues because a lot of young men get their first introduction to sex Mm-hmm. Through it mm-hmm. at the age of like nine or ten, mm-hmm. like oh, women too. Women why too. did we decide to become parents again? <sighs> oh gosh, yeah, I've been asking myself a lot, mm. that a lot lately. So, yes, <laughs> trying to work out how to have that discussion that mm-hmm. porn is not something you need to compare yourself to. No, definitely at not. All it's as a, a young person, slope, isn't it? Oh yeah. 
Hey, as always, yes. love checking to see if we have a review and oh, we do. Have a look, see. Yes. Yes. Um, oh, I just had it up and then I just lost it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So here we go. Yes. This is titled Excellent in All Aspects. Oh, well, that sounds mm, thanks. good. Jamie's left this review for us. Hi, girls. Long time listener, first time reviewer. Nice. You you can do more than one. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I am a women's health physio on the Sunshine Coast and just listened to Lauren's podcast with you and it was fantastic. I was so impressed and I have already shared it around to my colleagues. Thanks so much for your podcast. I have loved it all, but love my work was brought into it today. Hmm, Thanks, Jamie. I think that's the thing about you know, these little kind of nooks and crannies mm-hmm. that we uh, try to get into mm-hmm. that people don't see themselves represented. But that was a good one if you haven't been there already. Definitely. Um, definitely go and check go it out. Check and it out. Uh, we do love a review. It makes us very happy just in the way that we hope you listening makes mm. you happy. We like reviews to make us happy. Well, actually, <laughs> let's well know that you're listening. Correct. We do get some numbers that say that you are. But yeah, yeah. It's but nice to hear what you think and what you liked and... Yep. Usually, no one says what they don't like because no, there's true. nothing. We get rid of the junk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> no absolutely. Junk. Wellness collective, mm-hmm. junk free zone. Mm-hmm. Oh, dear. All right. We got to go. We yeah. got some ads to lay down, lady. Yeah, I know. My favourite thing. collective brought to you by <laughs> Nat Crinkett. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, until next time, we hope that this episode has left you feeling happier, healthier, and better. Listener.